Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Uh, greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, directly and, and directly opposed to me in every way and with his own high, highly oxygenated tent, Mr. Joe McGranahan, mayor of Shemokin Dam, wears a lot of hats, runs the police department. After I don't have any hair. You have got to keep my head warm. <laughs> you have the gavel. Use your gavel a lot. Uh, no, the council president uses the oh, gavel. Oh, has the gavel. Okay, so the mayor <laughs> just sits there. All right. Do you have a vote? No, unless it's a tie. <laughs> what are you there for? I'm there for moral support. And wisdom. You go, guys. <laughs> Keep those guys and women going on your council. All right, so that's what Joe does. He's a good cheerleader, and he's also in charge of uh, 4PEMA, Global uh, Volcanic Response. So it's, it's not exactly a timely gift that he brings to our show today, but we're <laughs> glad he's here. And Rob Center never could be more productive than he already is and that he's our faithful producer, so we appreciate his help and hard work. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do check them out at sunburymotors.com. Uh, I mentioned uh, four weeks ago that you could make an online purchase and uh, that maybe the vehicle that you thought would be absolutely perfect actually wasn't there, if that was possible. Well, guess what? In the four weeks that has elapsed, they have more vehicles there. More new vehicles, more color choices, more models, uh, more different arrays of accessories and so on. Uh, So now the Sunbury Motor Company definitely has what you are looking for. Maybe you're looking for that tungsten color uh, vehicle. Well, now they have it. They didn't have it a month ago, but they do now. And you can make an online uh, purchase. It's an opportunity for you uh, to visit sunburymotors.com, see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, and Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory, and uh, Select your perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home. Put it on your credit card. Surprise your lovely bride when the credit card bill comes and it's uh, 20000 bucks and has a new F-150 on it. Well, I hope you can pay it off within the 30 days so you don't have <laughs> the interest, interest rate. Right. I'm well, sure Sunbury Motors can get you a much better interest rate. I'm sure they can. Yeah, interest rates are still between 2 and 4%, although I see a 0% popped up at one fine local dealer. That's of, not what you get when you invest. <laughs> No, you don't. Well, you're, yeah, it's, uh, that's another topic. All right, but uh, we invite you to please do go to sunburymotors.com. Uh, my Ford Rangers uh, down there with the Raptor package and the six-foot bed, so uh, check it out. Our toll-free line is open. If you'd like to call us today, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number, 1-800-795-9565. We concluded yesterday's show uh, with uh, Joe asking some very poignant and timely questions uh, uh, I asked him if he was going to publicly speak out about his very strong anti-racist views and would he invite his friends to do so so he can answer that question. He asked me why African Americans are disproportionately negatively impacted by institutional racism and poverty and crime. And That's I'm not, not sure exactly that. what I asked you. I asked you to cite me an example of institutional racism that wasn't already covered by a law that made it illegal. Well, that's a whole other topic. Too. No, that's the so. that's the exact topic. So if anybody can 
can answer either or all of these uh, questions, feel call us uh, call us now. Joe can only answer the question: uh, Will he actually speak out about his anti-racist views and announce it publicly and invite I, his friends I, to I do so? I've been doing that on this program since we started it. I am not a racist. Okay. Well, that takes care of that. Question number no, two. No, stop! 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 stop for a minute. You know, what is racism? Is it an unreasoning hatred of people of another color? Is that a good definition? It gets us started. Okay. Well, what would you, how would you define racism? Well, racism is a, is an inner feeling that individuals of, uh, who are different than you uh, okay. are, don't have the value And how would how would it manifest itself in a human being? Let's say if I were going to be a racist and you were going to define me, how would that racism manifest itself? Well, what would you, I do? If you're around here and you don't have opportunity really to interact all that frequently with people of color, you know, we're, we're not diverse enough around here so therefore you don't often get a chance to no, that's maybe true. act negatively. I that's see, my opinion. I see many people of color at the gym and right. bank and out in the community. That's uh, my opinion, that uh, uh, we're not as diverse around here as we could be. And so therefore, I, I don't think most of people's prejudice never really gets to to, to bear out. But okay, it, it's so an, it's, it's people's an, racism. It's not systemic racism in our system. It's people's racism toward one another. I think we probably have both around here. We well, invite well, our audience. Give me the systemic. Give me. I'm still waiting for this definition of systemic racism. Joe really doesn't get this. So now is your opportunity to fill (laughs) it. Well, it's easy to say I don't get it, but you won't explain it to me. I'm saying you dazzle me with your brilliance. I'll do what I can. (laughs) This is what I can do. Call us now, folks. If you have any of these answers uh, to these answerable questions, our late friend Paul used to have unanswerable questions, but we're lucky enough today that Joe has answerable questions. Call us now. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five what is systemic racism, and he's going to ask me for more examples or for any examples. Uh, what is inherent racism? We'll ask that. We can talk about white privilege. Joe still doesn't get that. Uh, so, and uh, of course, what do we owe you in this country? Oh, hold on a second. We owe curious. you an opportunity to call one eight hundred. Okay, we'll give you that seven nine five nine five six five. That is our toll free line. We are invited, folks who are informed on these important topics, to call. Immediately, 1-800-795-9565. You are welcome to email us at onthemarkatwkok.com if you have good answers uh, to our unanswerable questions. And you can text us at 70236 if you're part of our Text Connect system. Let me explain that very, very briefly here. Text Connect is a method that we reach out to individuals and send them, uh, send them important messages. Uh, there's no commercial angle to it. We don't sell your phone number to anyone else. We just use it to send you important messages. Contained in each message is a link to WDKOK.com. That'll get you right uh, to our news page so you can find out what's cooking in greater detail. So that's Text Connect. You can sign up at WDKOK.com. We also invite you to uh, enjoy the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app, and uh, through that we can push out important messages uh, to you from there. You didn't answer my question. What do we? What do we owe every citizen of this country? Oh, an opportunity to... Uh, opportunity. To, right. Yeah, opportunity. We, okay. Period. We owe opportunity. opportunity. We, well, I think we owe the people of this country a level playing field. 
But once we guarantee that level playing field, that no one is discriminated against because of the faith they profess, the color of their skin, you know, um, the size of their body, you know, whether or not they have one eye or two eyes or their eyes are blue or red or yellow, whatever, we owe people a level playing field. I mean, that's an absolute. But after that, isn't it a person's individual drive and achievement, de- desire for achievement and drive to attain it, doesn't that come into play? And yes, if some people get left behind and need a little help to get moved along, I'm not opposed to doing that. But, you know, I, I don't think that we can sit back and just say, oh, this is terrible, everybody's racist. I don't believe the majority of the people of this country are. I think most of us find what has happened to George Floyd terrible. It's unconscionable, you know, and those policemen deserve to be charged with the crimes. I think maybe second-degree murder might be a little tough for them to prove, but certainly manslaughter is uh, should be the, the relevant charge or should never go any lower than that. But here's the thing that bothers me is that we throw this word racist around so easily. Anybody who disagrees, anybody who has an opinion, anybody who says this is probably what we ought to do, they're called a racist. But I look at the situation that we have in this country with people, um, you know, what are you doing? (laughs) Trying to turn the fan on? All right. I'm listening to you. All right. Well, let's face it. There are people in this country who don't like other folks just because of the color of their skin or because of the faith they practice. We need to be tolerant of one another, and we need to give each other a break from time to time, maybe more often than not. But I don't think that we can just sit down in the road and say that uh, because there's systemic racism, as you define it, that you have the right to go out and set fire to somebody's business. or you have I right never said that, even anything even remotely close to it. So but don't, then, don't put that in my mouth. Well, All I've said is that what happened to George Floyd was terrible. And it, I agree with it's you. It's a symptom of systematic and ongoing no, racism in the U.S. It's a symptom of bad policing, right. of t- poor training, And maybe this guy is a racist. Maybe somehow, despite every time you deal with human beings, you're going to get some bad apples. I don't care what it is. There are bad doctors. There are bad policemen. There are bad disc jockeys. All right, you're going to have to stop because we got callers waiting. As is made painfully obvious to me, now Joe does get it. He finally gets (laughs) uh, what we're talking about and understands and is ready to make his... Oh, you're just trying to shine me on. I'm just trying to get to the callers. (laughs) Bobby D., you're going to be the first caller to enlighten about these important, uh, critical global issues that we're talking about today. Yes, um, I'm going to say good morning, everyone. Uh, When it comes to uh, racism or whatever, I mean, let's look back on uh, how this country was founded in the Declaration of Independence, as I'm reading here. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have been connected with them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth to separate an equal station of the laws of nature and nature's God entitled them a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to with the separation we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men deriving uh, their just powers from the consent of the governed i mean yes i agree with joe i mean you know we're all you know in in our in how we were founded here in the united states uh... This is this is one of the the grassroots foundation of the United States of America to treat all people equal and to you know to 
you know, as far as, you know, respect each other's opinions, no matter what race, color, creed, or anything else, that's right in our Constitution. By, but it was written by people who owned slaves, Bob. Yes, no, I know that. <laughs> but okay, but, you so, know, but at the same time, if you're looking for a basis, you know, to, um, uh, you know, to uh, look at, you know, gathering some information in that, it's a place to start. Yeah. Okay, but Bobby, so that's the school board's <laughs> of the day. That was the school board's new policy. Did the superintendent, as in the people of the country, did they implement that? Did we implement that uh, policy? Did we even believe it at the time? We didn't believe it applied to everybody. We well, believed it Bobby applied. Answer. You let Bobby answer. All Stop right. interrupting. Go ahead, Bobby. You interrupted him. I never. No. Did. Yeah. As far you know, as far as I'm going to say, the the time of history that uh, that this document was created. I mean, it's basically what people were uh, going through over in England and and, and anywhere else uh, to come here to the United States and establish <laughs> something different and okay. something independent of what they were used to. With equal people. Okay, thank, thank you so you. much, oh, Bobby. Very much appreciate it. On to Dick. Good morning, sir. Thanks for waiting. You are on the mark. Well, this is an interesting topic. I just wrote a really long Facebook post today on this same subject. Now, Joe and I are exactly the same age, 76. So he might be 77. I'm not sure when his birthday is. But any respect for that. So we grew up in a time in the 1950s and 60s when black people... But basically, the, the minority that really had it tough with the with the water fountains in the back of the bus and the you know the school we've seen all of that we we grew up with the Selma Alabamas and the Little Rock Arkansas we saw we saw it on our TVs black and white even though we didn't have a lot of, but my my point about this was in 1964 I came home from Southeast Asia and my roommate at Fort Hood was a black kid from Gary Indiana Kenny Spearman. And he re-enlisted to go back to Vietnam, and I'll never forget it when we sat there in our, in, our, in our room, and I said to him, Ken, things must be really bad in Gary, Indiana, for you to go back to a war zone, which was Vietnam, because he had just come back from there. And I got to thinking today about, about me, him and, and, that, and that discussion. I hope to hell that we've improved somewhat since 1964, I mean, maybe we haven't. But we That's certainly... My, my, we, point we, is, my point is, I know what it was like in 1964 right. for a guy like Kenny Spearman, he didn't grow up in the South, but he grew up in Gary, Indiana. And for him to go back to Vietnam and not go back home to Gary, Indiana, like I came back to Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, things had to be bad. And, I, geez, I hope our race relations have improved somewhat since then. And, and, and this is what I wanted to tell John. Nobody is going to come on your show and tell you they're a racist. They're not going to do it. Right. No, you're right. And even though they very well could be, they're not going to come out. Who's going to come out and tell you that? Well, even though, they, by, by and large, a lot of people that call this show, I'm sure, don't really like black people or don't like minorities or don't like Jews. Or don't like me. <laughs> well, that seems... We like it. That's my point. My point is nobody is going to come on your show. I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be shocked if somebody comes on your show and say, I'm a racist. I don't really like black people. But isn't it the same kind of mentality that says, I don't like Republicans, I don't like Democrats? No, I, it's not the they're, same they're different. Republicans and, and Democrats and independents are put through the same thing as riding on the back of a bus. No, but I'm, ta no, I'm not talking... Says, what, what party? You can't be on the back of this bus. You can't be on the front because you're a Democrat. That's it's not, not the same. It'll never be the same. That's not what I'm talking It'll about. It'll never be the same. That's you not, can't even compare the Could two. you hold on a I'll second? Could you hold on a, one second, Dick? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there are all sorts of reasons for disliking people. Some of them are valid, perhaps. Some of them, most of them, not valid. But I see a lot of intolerance in this program about Republicans who don't like Democrats, Democrats who don't like Republicans. I mean, it's all the same type of thing. We're all saying because of something you are, something you believe, the color of your skin, the faith you practice, 
there are reasons I dislike you, and that's that's what's wrong with here's this country. The, here's, why I won't dis- here's why I'll disagree with that. If I walk down the street and see a black person or a Chinese person or an Oriental, I know what they are. If I walk down the street and see somebody who could be a Democrat or Republican, I have no, unless I know them personally, I don't even know what they are. So, so, so it wouldn't bother me for somebody to come on that show and say, I don't like Democrats, I don't Republicans, but that's not the same as somebody to come tuned. on your show and say, I don't like black people. I guarantee you, that won't, you it won't can, happen. The same person who say, I don't like black people, or won't say that, will come on your show and say, I don't like Democrats. All right. Thank well, you so like much. Well, I, I so see what... It's not the same. No, it's I'm not, not trying... Same. Not trying. Joe, I just... Oh, oh, my only point is, in 1964, Kenny Spearman went back to Vietnam. I hope we've improved someone in all these years. All right, good, good, good question. All right. Thank well, you so much. Thank I can you, tell you, you, you know, you. I grew up in Harrisburg. I was uh, Catholic, but I didn't... I, my parents didn't send me to parochial school. They felt I needed Here to... Here we go. You had a Jewish friend, right? Well, I had Jewish friends, black okay. friends. We Here all we, went to school together. And nobody thought much about it. No, seriously, that's how I grew up. I didn't grow up in an era or in a, in a place where people disliked each other just because of the color of their skin. There were black kids, white kids in the band, the band front. We still see each other today. We're Facebook friends, those of us who are still alive. You know, we grew up in a time where I didn't realize if they were going through something, and I'm sure they were, I didn't realize it. Because we didn't treat them that way in our school. We didn't separate them. All right, one 800 we got three open lines. Stan is standing by. He's going to have to wait through the break, but we will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark Stan has been very patiently waiting. Good morning, sir. You're now on the radio. Question for you, Mark. I, I heard the, when you begin the show, and I might have misquoted you, but did you say that racism is racism is inherently is uh, people inherent have inherent people? racism? Yes. See, uh, see now that's where I have a problem. See, I'm with you. Racism. Ra- you people aren't born racist. They're taught to be racist. Right, and they, they kids, learn an kids, inherent you see bias. Kids of all colors playing together in a schoolyard. So, you know, they're not racist because they don't care what the color of a person's skin is. And if they, they learn it, it's that not the kid inherent. They're playing with as a decent human being, and they want to play together. By the time they become adults, many people pick up an inherent bias uh, against a wide range but of things. It's not inherent. It's not inherent it's if you taught. pick it up. But by the time they're adults, it's so subtle, maybe they don't notice it. It's it, what I'm talking about. I, I didn't say it was a God-given, taught. born thing, but they pick it up, and so they have an inherent bias by the time they reach adulthood. And that It's not inherited, Mark. It's uh, taught. It may now, be, let's get right, that word straight. Right. It's taught. I didn't say it was inherited. It may be ingrained, You're, but it's not inherent. Okay. Okay, gotcha. All right, semantics okay, aside, now what? There. Now, as far as, you know, George Floyd and the murder, 
and what's going on right now in this country, all right? Terrible. Everybody says that, you know, there's inherent race, there's systemic racism in this country. And and the one candidate for president of the United States went in on Philadelphia and said there's inherent racism in this country. This man has been in the D.C. for over 40 years. What has he done about it? He worked with the segregationists. He agreed with them. He wanted to, you know, keep people segregated, stop busing. He wanted to make it a constitutional amendment. So Joe Biden's not the ideal candidate. Systemic racism. He's part of it. Stan, Joe Biden's not the ideal candidate for president in your view. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's putting it mildly. All right. Well, you and I agree on that. All right. Next, next topic. And and, and what happened in Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota? Who's in control of those big cities? Mayors, just like Joe. No, 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 no. Yeah, but. For what part out there? It's the what? The workers, farmer, farmers, workers, democratic, blah blah blah, socialist party, something along those lines. Something I think like that's the that. name of the party that controls most of Minnesota. They're a bunch of socialists, whether they're Democrats or not. So where, 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 why, why are those people that that want to bring us the utopia of the world so racist that they treat the people, their citizens of their cities, the way they do? You say that there's no there's no institution or sort of systematic issues out there, regardless of the Democrats or socialists in charge, as you call them. It, it's no, just no. those leaders that are creating this unfair playing field well, or not fixing stop it. Stop and ask yourself the question. I think Stan made a good point. He said that Joe Biden's been in Washington for, what, 47 years? What did he do about it? Up until the fact George Floyd was killed, how many of our Democratic or Republican legislators have been saying there are unmet racial needs in this country? We need legislation immediately to correct this, correct that, correct the other. Well, I think you've you've probably seen a wide range of people in Washington say that if you want to ask uh, Joe Biden, write his campaign a letter and say, hey, what have you done for the past 40 years? Maybe you'll get your answer. I don't know what he's done for the past 40 years. He's infinitely better qualified than the man who's in the White House, but he's hardly an ideal candidate (laughs) himself. He can't remember what day of the week it is. He's not qualified to take the mail to his mailbox. Okay. We all have our. I mean, look at, look at it. This. <laughs> we you all know, have our favorite buffoon that we want in the forever, White House. All right, doing nothing. There's laws against everything that's going on right now, isn't there? Uh, I guess so. In some cases, sure. But well, I, mean, I don't know that there's a law against. You're not allowed to discriminate. You're not allowed to shoot people with unarmed or or to murder them in the street. Cops or no cops, you're not allowed to. There's laws against all that stuff. Yet it still happens. Why? Well, I think there's a subtle racism that it permeates all of our systems. You know, we know this to be true in the healthcare field, where black outcomes are much lower than whites. We know that healthcare is less available to blacks. We know that infant mortality is higher for blacks. Why? We know educational we a, outcomes a, are lower. We had a black president for eight oh, years. Oh, so all of this should he be solved now. We had a black that. in the White Why House. Didn't Why didn't he, he fix sick? everything? Yeah, we had Joe Biden in Washington for 40 years, and we had a black president for a couple of years. So I guess all this should just be fixed by now. Good, well, excellent point. Hey, but they're blaming Trump for everything. He's only been there for three and a half years. Well, Joe, I don't, I don't, or, yeah, Joe, sorry. Stan, you know, I, I, I don't I think you can blame President Trump for anything. That's the way, this, way it looks, okay? These people have been in there, you know, uh, Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer, ones that are raising the most cane about everything that Trump does. They've been there combined over a hundred years of service I wouldn't call it much service, in Congress and the Senate. 
Okay, well then you but can Trump's add up the ten years. years of, uh, you can add up the ten years of all of the Republicans in Washington and say that they've been there for hundreds of years and haven't fixed anything. And that that's empty logic. The bottom line is that we do have ongoing issues in this country. Whether you're talking about education or health care or um, uh, I don't know housing or opportunities or opportunities to get into business, you know I understand you're you're really fired up about this and you feel strongly, but the fact is that everybody does not have the equal opportunity that uh, Joe describes here. We'll give you the last word. Go ahead here, Stan. Well, if, there, if the equal opportunity isn't there, which you're probably right about that, and I, in certain areas of this country, you are correct. But I want to know why it is in those parts of the country being that way. Why it is that way in those parts of the country? Well, we'll assume it's because I mean, of the Democratic in leaders in those towns. To solve all those problems, <laughs> yet they don't. Well, first of all, you have to have an ongoing and obvious situation that needs corrected. I think a lot of this racism is in people. I agree with Mark. It's in people's hearts, but it's not inherent. It's not inherited. It is, as you point out correctly, something people learn. It's a conditioned behavior. Now, whether it's because if I'm watching TV at night and I see crime being committed and the media shows me pictures of black people committing crime, and then my, something in my mind says, oh, black persons commit a lot of crime, therefore they must not be good people. You know, but there are many positive stories. You look at guys like uh, Charles Payne on um, Fox, who pulled himself up from nothing, and uh, Ben Carson, who pulled himself up from nothing and became... Who had his three key mentors he talks about that no one else has, keep in mind. But, but still, I mean, they, they are people who, despite the fact that they had some tremendous odds against them, achieved. And there are more, that, more examples of that. But there are others, just undeniably white and black, who have no ambition, no desire to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, and are content to just say to the government, give me everything I need. Yeah, Ben Carson can do it. Why can't everybody in America do it? Well, could you have been a bum? Could you have easily have been a bum? Or did your parents motivate you? Did yeah. they push you and prod you and say, Mark, you've got to be better? I think if I were an artistic bum or working for nonprofit bum, a certain kind of bum, I think they'd accept. But I'm not sure that... A non-working <laughs> bum? <laughs> there, I told you, I was going to say it, and somebody texted it to me right away. Bingo. You're, I'm a bum. bum. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Chief. Appreciate that. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. We'll, consider, we'll continue our discussion after the news. This is WKOK Sunbury, 9 o'clock. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark, on the Mark sponsor for the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll free line is open. Call us 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at on the mark at WKOK.com or text us at 70236. We are talking about race in America and the distances that we have covered and the opportunities that exist and uh, the great 
great distances that we have yet to go. So we would love to hear from you. In the news, an arrest has been made in that drive-by shooting in Lewisburg Monday night. Arrested was Justin Colzada of Northumberland, but he wasn't the shooter. He was the driver in the drive-by incident. He won't give up the name of the individual who was doing the shooting, but he is confident, he said in arrest papers, that uh, the shooter would come forward and do the right thing. Buffalo Valley Regional Police say two people were injured in that incident. In the central Susquehanna Valley, Union County's case count of positive COVID-19 people in the county, residents in the county, is back up to 63. It was 62 for a few days, then went down to 60, but uh, back up to 63. Northumberland County's uh, count reduced from 62 to 60. You remember that? I'm sorry, Union County's. And Northumberland County has one new case, bringing their total to 199. Death toll in Pennsylvania, 5,700 people. Geisinger's president and CEO says that while there are low numbers in the COVID-19 cases locally, going green might be a bit of a misnomer. I think the colors do make it simple, but sometimes I think green suggests that we're all in the clear. And I think that's the one hesitation I would have about the color green is that while there's a lot of promising trends and the case counts generally are coming down, and you've heard us talk about that in terms of the patients in our, in our hospitals, we're not out of the clear. Dr. J. Juan Roo spoke about counties moving to green and Governor Tom Wolf's phased in reopening. He says it's important that people still enjoy wearing a cloth mask and social distancing. Dental offices got their new guidance, so routine cleanings, as you heard Dr. Jenkins say on this show a week ago, something you and I say, but they don't at the dental office. He says there's new guidelines that would permit routine cleanings and a release. State Department of Health says providers have to follow some new protocols from the CDC and have plenty plenty of PPE on hand. It went satisfactorily in the Snyder County election office. So says Snyder County Commissioner Chairman Joe Kantz. He said about a third of the county residents used the mail-in option, and that went well. He was one of the many people who had misgivings prior to the mail-in opportunity, but he said everything went satisfactorily in Montour County. Elsewhere in the state, election officials say they're working through tens of thousands of unopened ballots. The flood of mail-in votes uh, be still being counted. Associated Press uh, did call all of the races that were of a statewide nature, uh, but uh, the statewide election officials and the Department of State said there's many of the mail-in ballots that will be open. They say all of which uh, will uh, be open. I think you meant Snyder County. You said at the end of your story about Joe Kantz, Montour County. Oh, everything I'm went sorry. well in Montour County. Yes, yeah, so everything did go well in Montour County also. Yeah, we know that to be okay. true. Thank you. Fewer voters, fewer troubles is okay. always their mantra. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah, we don't want to move them to Danville without his permission. Anyway, finally, uh, former President Barack Obama finally stepping up a week after unrest began. Sorry, that's Lawrence's editorial adjective there. Finally, uh, taking on an increasingly public role as the nation confronts the confluence of historic crises that has exposed our deep racial and socioeconomic inequalities in America and reshaped the November election. Uh, and w- on Wednesday, he held a virtual town hall event with young people to discuss policing and the civil unrest that has followed the killing of George Floyd. Obama called for turning the protests over Floyd's death into policy change and urged specific reforms to ensure safer policing and increased trust between communities and law enforcement. Well, certainly sound 
sound advice from a former president. But uh, I'm, I'm among the many people very disappointed that uh, very prominent individuals of color aren't speaking up. You know, the Oprah Winfrey's of the world, uh, she had a little tweet, and that's well, about actually, it. Actually, Al Sharpton has been speaking up, and he's actually been, I thought, rather a moderate, right, moderating good. force yep. this I'm time. glad to see that. Yeah, he's, at, of he's in Minneapolis finger. now, right? Right, he's okay, delivering he the eulogy for George Floyd. Right, but I, I, I think uh, a vast majority of the African-American community of uh, wealth and, and notoriety in the U.S. is uh, just nodding and watching this in a, like watching a tennis match, just watching it go back and forth and not speaking out. Lawrence's worthless remarks, so we invite you to refute them at 1-800-795-9565. 1-800-795-9565. What would you like to do, Joe, if you well, were Well, we have, a, we have a, oh, I'm sorry, I was going to read E.B.'s letter. Do he it. started it, and we did and never got to it this morning, and I'll have to clear something off the screen there. Where's my mouse? It's disappeared. Okay. There, you go. there we go. Okay. Uh, former Secretary, of De- this is from EB, former Secretary of Defense Jim Mattis released a statement saying, actually it wasn't a statement, he wrote an article in The Atlantic, Donald Trump is the first president in my lifetime who does not try to unite the American people, does not even try, instead he tries to divide us. He also called Trump a threat to the Constitution. Of course, members of the Trump cult believe dear leader can do no wrong what Whatsoever. So what will their excuse be? Let me guess. That Manus is a never-Trumper? No, no. Wait, he's part of the deep state, trying to bring Trump down. Yeah, I bet that's it. Every Trump cult member should be deeply ashamed for supporting this un-American buffoon. But of course, shame is not something you're all capable of feeling. It's why you fools support him in the first place. Well, that and racism. Signed, E.B. And there is a perfect example of racism. Someone with an unreasoning dislike of people who disagree with him. He likes people who disagree with no, him. No, he likes people who agree with him. With those no. of us who don't agree, those who support the president. I think he loves people to disagree with him. Without them, he wouldn't have anything to write about. Well, you know, we're he all... He just doesn't agree with their <laughs> remarks, but he loves them as sisters Were and They're not capable of feeling that they're fools. You know, isn't, is that a sign of tolerance and love and inclusion? Gee, not where I come from. <laughs> Chris, you're on the mark. said the man who's called, uh, who thinks Nancy Pelosi's a skank. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't call her a skank. No, you said you thought it, but you wouldn't say it. I never said that. <laughs> never, <laughs> no, never, never. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and then yesterday you said that the same demonstrators who were at the park that was evacuated for from photo op, were the same demonstrators that that lit the church on fire. No, I said that there were demonstrators who were there. They were peaceful the night no, the president was the there. Same, these were the same demonstrators, you said, that set the church well, on I didn't fire mean, the day I before. I didn't mean exactly the same people. I meant the same group of demonstrators, a large group of you people there. You don't know if the people who said it were with the demonstrators. They were there protest. No, they just decided to set fire to a church no, for no apparent reason. No, you don't know if, uh, if any of the demonstrators did it. Maybe it was somebody who came along behind them and went in the church. Sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're such a you naive guy. <laughs> yeah, well let, let's say 2 and 2 still equal 4, okay? Yeah, okay, let's say 2 and 2 equal 4 and you don't know that. Yeah, I do know that 2 and 2 okay, equal 4. Okay, now uh, about the in in I believe you don't like the way the teach there's a things in the teacher system with the unions that prevent union the teachers from being uh effective or administrations for being to effectively work with have a teaching system i'm sorry you've lost me you've lost me what what are you talking about chris teachers well yeah what about them 
you 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 badmouth them a lot. The no, I don't. I studied to be one. I studied so to be a teacher. For heaven's sake, you I don't badmouth teachers. Systemic problem. You're talking about tenure. Tenure. Uh, the the rules for the union for protecting the teachers and all well, that's that. That's tenure. <laughs> You've often talked about that as a systemic problem to uh, uh, preventing a good public education. No, I, I've talked about tenure as being, I think, a bad thing. And Be protecting bad teachers and keeping them in the teaching force. Well, I just say You've it makes it hard to get rid. It makes it hard to get rid of teachers who are yes. not doing a good job. Yes, and I agree. The police union is ten times worse than the teachers' union that way. And the teachers' union and the the police union has even more power than the than the teachers' union. Are the police? Are the is the police union is the police union speaking out in support of the officers in Minnesota? Uh, Not that well, I heard. The, in Minnesota, the 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 president of the teachers' union is a strong Trump supporter. No, I'm talking about the police union here. You're saying the police union's worse. I'm asking you, is the police union in Minneapolis supporting these officers? And I don't think I, they are. I, I imagine they are. That's their job, too. They're, they're, they have people who defend them. They will They'll have to defend them. That's part of their right. defense people for them. So they, right? don't deserve, they don't deserve a defense, in your opinion? No, I, they do deserve a defense, but I, it's, it's a systemic problem. And they're, they're, you have laws that are... Do they need laws? Do they need a change in system to fix the teachers? You seem to think so. I think the same is true of cops. Cops are, uh, it's very hard to get rid of a cop. It's very hard. To, they have a very strong union. They, they have this belief in the thin blue line, which translates to you never rat out another cop. Just like the, the people, the gangs they fight, have a thing you never write, you never rat out a gang member. Ex exactly the same thing. You never tell. But that's not right. That's not right, and that's part of the systemic system. That's, that's not systemic. Developed. That's not systemic. That's not written into any rule. When you say systemic, systemic that means doesn't mean it's in a rule. There was systemic racism in the, this country when it was founded. Well, there was. And I won't was argue that with you. that was actually in the law. It wasn't. And then after the Civil War, there was systemic racism that found its way back into the law. Let's and talk. And still after 1964 and 65 and the Civil Rights Act, there was still systemic racism. And there wasn't systemic racism. There was racism. I will grant you that. But I don't think it was systemic. We enacted the 14th Amendment. We abolished slavery. We and said, now let me finish. Let me fi For once, will you let me finish? Will you let me finish? Systemic to me means that we have set up a system, and that system is designed entirely for one purpose, and that's to hold certain people down. No, that's, that's not, not what it means that at is all. That is, would be systemic racism. We have a system. We keep people down. That's systemic racism. We don't have that. What we have is people who are flawed and have acquired, for whatever reason, a dislike of other people based on the color of their skin or the religion they practice. Joe, and that's wrong. Systemic racism, by definition, doesn't have anything to do with 
setting up a system to hold black people down or any minority or any person of color. What it is is within our housing and financial and education and medical systems and all of our systems, there is an inherent bias that makes access, opportunity, and the ability to lead within that organization is very difficult for individuals of color. It isn't a part of the system. It's not, you can't go to the racism department and the U.S. education department. It's a virus that infects every one of our existing systems. Okay, you got that? It says the definition is relating to a system, especially as opposed to a particular part. Okay. That's the definition. Chris, go ahead. And now, there was a system for preventing certain states from making it harder for black people to vote. And that's been largely nullified by the Supreme Court. And the very day that it went was nullified, you had all sorts of states making all sorts of changes to their voting rules. That is systemic racism being put back into the system. But we have voting rights laws now to correct that. We have all the legislation we no, need to correct very these issues. To enforce compared to what they were three before the Supreme Court decisions. The real meat and teeth of being able to do that was having prior pro- approval by the, of the federal commission. And that part of it's gone now. Now you have to, they pass it, then they have to prove they have a different standard of, of uh, having to prove that it's, uh, it's detrimental and detrimental in a way that, that it doesn't fit into the Constitution. I'm not certain I follow that, you. Well, that's that's the well. If you know the civil rights laws and the Constitution and the, the, what what's changed in the Civil Rights Act due to the Supreme Court decisions, you should be able to follow it, even if I mangled it a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Listen, do we have enough laws in this country that need to be enforced in order to guarantee people equal rights? Do we have a law that we need, an additional law? I'm asking you. <laughs> well, one thing we need. Is, now, I asked is, about a specific law that you... Is people like you, when somebody like Kaepernick takes a respectful knee, to praise him instead of vilifying him? I didn't vilify him. It was his right to do it. I just disagreed with it. Am I allowed to disagree with it? But overall in the nation, he was vilified for insulting veterans because... He was taking a respectful knee to the flag. But those are some people's opinions, Chris, just like those racism are, yes, are people's and you opinions. you talk out about, uh, against that. You I, didn't argue with that. No, I don't argue with you about your... Uh, well, I, I don't tell you you don't have any right to hold your opinions. You and I disagree on a lot of things, but I've never said to you, Chris, you don't have the right to have that opinion. No, I didn't say you didn't have the right to, but you didn't right. then argue against it, whereas you argue against me all the time. All right, and you, you argue so against me all the time. And That's that, what we that do here, Chris. You either agree with it or you... It's like on this show, people think it has a very right-wing bias at times, because any left-wing position, you'll argue against. But any right-wing position, you occasionally will argue against. <laughs> and how often but does Mark... Mark never... Mark seldom argues against this. He's been a bit more vocal than usual today and on this particular issue. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Very much Can appreciate it. one other thing? Uh, well, you, you, have one, you have one minute, sure. We'll give you okay, your one-minute call back now. That probably. Trump has basically surrendered fighting the coronavirus now. He's not dealing with it whatsoever. He failed 
He's failed in testing, and he's not doing anything to help the situation anymore. No reports, no CDC stuff, nothing. All right, we got you. Maybe that's because we're getting a handle. I think we're getting a handle on it. Did you see the story in the the paper this morning that Pennsylvania has reached the maximum amount of tests that it needs? Look at some of the states that are going up. It's about a third of the states are going up. Oh, in case third numbers. Third are about even, and third are going down. The ones that are going down are the ones that had high numbers to start with. But it's inevitable, if we open up at all, that some additional people are going to get the disease, Chris. You can't blame that yes, on the president. they don't have testing yet, and the government's the, not helping the, any, <laughs> do anything. The system. story this morning is that Pennsylvania had, for the first time, completely Other adequate testing. Other places not here. Other places I'm not, not here. I'm saying we're not doing an okay job so far in Pennsylvania. Thank Governor Wolf White. Thank the Democrats uh-huh. for that. Thank the president for getting. Thank you, Chris. Really appreciate thank it. Thank the president well, for getting Governor Wolf what he needed. Well said on all points. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You have a lot to chew on, folks. Give us a call. Uh, we have systemic racism, and Joe's still not a fan of it. He doesn't quite get it. So please, more enlightenment. Call us now. Don't wait. Don't wait for your opportunity. All four lines are open. Set me straight. More disagreeable, my remarks could never be. So call in now. One eight hundred disagreeable. I know. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. The text, text slate is full, so we're going to sure is, uh, and on both sides that. of the aisle. I see how Chris is. Disagree with him, and you're wrong and full of it. Typical lefty. I think uh, that's a human condition, <laughs> incidentally. If you disagree with me on these important topics, you're full of it. Right. And yeah, I don't think tra- it's a Chris thing. I think it's a Stan thing. Another texter on the other side of the aisle says, Good morning. This is what Trump wants, to keep our country divided. He loves everyone fighting. Time for change. Signed, Bob. Yeah, I wonder how much of this division is uh, fomented by folks who en- really enjoy and, and want to keep it going. And then uh, another texture says, Yeah, Chris, those Democrats that founded the KKK and Jim Crow laws were very racist. Uh, the narrative by the media and Trump's walk to the church is a lie. The protesters were ordered to back up because the perimeter around the White House was being expanded and the protesters were being told to leave the area. They were given three warnings and refused, to secu- uh, refused so security pushed them out. No tear gas was used by the lying MSN report, as the lying MSN reported. Right. Only, only what were they, chemical bullets or they, something? They used, um, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Uh, 
pepper, spray. pepper spray. Right. Well, they use some chemicals. And then they came on and said, chemical. well, they were chemical agents involved, right. making it sound, why don't you just say it was pepper spray, not tear gas? I don't know. They were still aggressively pushed back unnecessarily so the president could do a photo op. That, then, that, that's the bottom line. I, I mean, see. You, can, you know, you can expand it however you want. All right, finish the text, and then that's we have a, a panel. Obama is a bum. He had the Ferguson riots under his watch, and what did he do? The riots going on right now are just a continuation of Ferguson. The rabble-rousers were just waiting for an excuse. And then Mark and Joe, the POS cop, worked with Mr. Floyd. What happened to the narrative when we find out they knew each other? The issue is as old as Cain versus Abel. Uh, First-degree murder, racism exists. I believe, though, this was more than that. This was pow- a powder keg exacerbated by a C-19 lockdown. Yeah, that, that is an interesting point, that they did know each other. Apparently, they worked together in security mm. at some business. Okay. So, I mean, that from that reason, I think they might they might be able. History? I don't know if they had a bad history or a good history, but they he knew him. Okay. So, uh, one of our listeners sent us a picture of something. I guess President Barack Obama said yesterday, and they specifically asked that Joe comment on this. It says former President Barack Obama called on all mayors to review their use of force policies and commit to policing reform in a virtual town hall Wednesday, hosted by Obama found Obama Foundation's My Brothers. You know, all police departments have procedures, written procedures, and it's very easy to, you know, determine what they are and follow them for the police officers. I know even in our small department, our chief has put together a rather substantive list of procedures and and the way things want to be handled. And our cops in Shemokin Dam get training all the time. Chief Remagen is made sure. Police use the word de-escalation training. They get that? They've had all sorts of training. Specifically, I I can't sit here and tell you everything, but we apply for grants. Every grant that can come along we apply for for training, and we try to send make sure everybody has a good a good grounding in what the rules and procedures ought to be. But basically, I think it's in the hearts of the officers. You know, we have three uh, full time, and we're authorized for two part time officers in Shemokin Dam, and they're good people. You know, so and I think most of the cops. Well, I haven't met a cop in this area that I thought was a bad person, or who was out to hurt people. Really? But you know, you uh, you, you have to get out more. Okay. <laughs> well, you take a police force the size of New York City, thirty-eight thousand cops. What are the odds some of them are going to be bad? Seriously, what are they? You well, know, I don't know, what are the hiring procedures for thirty-eight thousand officers when they have a when they have a hiring? They might hire what twenty, thirty cops at a clip. Twenty-three hundred. Uh, well, I don't know how what at a clip, but I mean, and so it's inevitable that you're going to get some bad apples. But they have internal procedures, systemic procedures, to try and weed them try out. Try to quell that. Well, and I think uh, Gil Garcetti said overnight that uh, some of the police budget should be going for programs that can aid people of color rather than. Uh, just more police officers. So he talked about that. And the Los Angeles budget, of course, would be billions of dollars, so they'd have an opportunity to divert funding, hopefully without, uh, you know, hurting the workforce itself or or hurting crime. Well, I'm, uh, well I sent you over uh, yesterday. Uh, uh, Let me make a call for calls here, and then okay. you can read that. Make your call for we, calls. We, we, we wish <laughs> that people would call us. Uh, one of our good listeners sent us a picture that relates to policing changes, which I, I very much think that that would be true uh, as some Something that could be helpful. I don't know that our local police departments need any assistance in this area or not, but I do know that the police departments are made up of individuals, and what goes on in their hearts is what goes on in their hands when they are acting in in, in, in the community. So, do we need to monitor more or know more? Do we need citizens' panels? 
just so that we can answer the question, you know, what kind of police department do we have? Uh, what can we do about the fact that, uh, you know, most of the prison population is African-American? Is that, That's an opportunity that is lost for a long time for some of those people that are in prison. So, so have you made your call for calls now? Can I'm I working on it. I, <laughs> do, well, I want to set the scene where we are. We're not just talking well, about that's what this, how this bad. This is scene setting here. We're not just talking about how bad it was in Minneapolis. We're trying to talk about what we can do. Joe's call for action, which is wonderful, telling us to speak out and talk about our anti-racism feelings is important. 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. Call us immediately. Joe. Uh, this is a group of, of uh, I assume, black people who put together, and they list who they are, a list of demands that they want the governor to act on, and they sent it where they here in Pennsylvania. Okay. They sent this to every uh, leader of the Pennsylvania State Mayor's Association, too, demanding that we take appropriate action. Here are some of their demands, and some of them make some sense. We demand that you make it only so black police officers can patrol in black neighborhoods, good or bad. Uh, it's an interesting idea. I mean, more than a few people notice the irony that when you have police brutality, white versus black, and you send a white police officer to quell it, it's no wonder that there's more unrest. There was a photo on the Internet the other day of a black police officer with a chokehold on a black teenager, and that hasn't exactly made major news. We demand that you fire all white police officers in person-of-color neighborhoods in general and use the money to make reparations in full to every single black person in the state. We demand that you form a task force of black officers in every town that is dedicated specifically to eradicating white supremacy. Fire every white history teacher and replace them with black history teachers. Require that every student gets a history textbook written by black and indigenous authors with a curriculum designed around those books. Remove the subminimum wage for the disabled. That is disproportionately hurts black people. We demand that you give black-owned businesses 75% of the billboard space in the country and the state. We demand you make every white business owner take down their thin blue line flags. We demand that every black felon in the state must have all of their cases re-examined by black lawyers and be released. What's the point of examining their cases if we're just going to release them? <laughs> we demand that you give affordable housing given only to black folks as well as optional free cushy job training that we can take job training out of our salary, Mr. Wolf. And we demand that it becomes illegal to fly a Confederate flag in the state. And finally, every black person in the state that graduated college. And then it stops right there. It Amen, say what brothers, to, to all of those. All but, I mean, this is racism and on the other side, too, I think. Fabulous reforms. We've got to take a quickie okay. break. we got our callers and emailers ready. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 
Joe mentions his education in Harrisburg with many races and religions going into school harmoniously back in the 50s and 60s. Why is the school district there 90% black now? Where have all the white people gone and why? Would Mark or Joe choose to live in Chester, Pennsylvania if they were transferred to that county for work? I know these are hypothetical questions, but we all have the answers in our hearts. The racial divide in this country will never go away. And I'm as guilty as the next person. We all have a long way to go. Well, just to make uh, the, the writer is correct. Oh. There was a drain in white people out of the city of Harrisburg after... Uh, probably starting around 1964, 65, when the, uh, you know, the war started to take a toll on people, and then there were race riots, and people did flee. But up to that point, uh, I can remember when I, when I was growing up, there were blacks and whites living in close proximity to one another, and as I said, at the, in our high school band, uh, which I was in, there were blacks and whites together. We know we had our little combos, and there were blacks and white kids in them. Combos. Yeah, our little band combos. <laughs> Ernie, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. used to play hot diggity dog oh, ziggity. On. Moving on. Yes, I'm a first-time caller. Okay. And, uh, Welcome aboard. What I'm calling about is, you know, I watch Fox News because I like to get the facts. And uh, last night, uh, Drew Brees, I, I'm a big football fan and everything, you know, he said about respecting the flag, he had two grandfathers that fought in World War II, and he stands there with his hand over his heart and respects the flag, okay? Now, that flag has nothing to do with the police or anything like that. That, is, that stands for America and all the men and women that died serving our country. Kneeling at a football game or anything is not the right place to do that. Uh, it just has me upset. Well, and I agree with you. I certainly think that Colin Kaepernick had a, a wide range of things that we do need to talk about and prompted a discussion that we did need to have. You know, I was glad that we had that discussion, what was that, two years ago, rather than have, you know, the kind of unrest that we're having now. But it's the same powder keg he's talking about that is leading to the arrest today that kept that conversation going. But the thing I don't like is that Drew Brees is being raised up like he's some kind of a bizarre, anomalous character that's, you know, certainly terrible for speaking out against Colin Kaepernick. I think one of the beauties of this country is you get to have Drew Brees' opinion, you get to have my opinion, you get to speak, you get to have Ernie's opinion and talk out about it. I'm surprised that Drew Brees is getting pushback against this. He's getting some criticism, which I thought, well, that's that's the whole beauty of what Colin Kaepernick was trying to do, is say everybody's entitled to their opinion. Well, uh, you know, his, you know, and, and I'm not I love I love black people. I have nothing against black people. Okay, uh, two uh, wide receivers on his team—they're they're black. They are upset with him. You know, they talk about the country being divided. Well, you know, he throws touchdown passes to them guys. They get all the glory. <laughs> uh, you know, he's just speaking his mind about the flag. It, it's it, it, I, you know I could cry. When I see them kneeling like that, if they want to, you know, have an issue with the, the police, 
which I'm proud of our police department. Yeah, there's a couple bad apples. But this year that's going on in New York, de Blasio ought to be thrown out of there. He, them, them policemen, I pity them. They, their lives are on the line. They're getting bricks, rocks, and all of a sudden these uh, bricks and rocks show up on skids and totes. And you know whatever happened to social distancing? Is that true? That uh, now the, they're now they're they're encouraging the protests. I thought that was debunked. This myth about the pallets of bricks that were given to protesters. Uh, I've seen it on Fox News. Okay. Right? Well, Kids <laughs> of bricks there, <laughs> well, and last night same, and totes of rocks that the police were picking up and carrying off. Gotcha. They're getting hit, and uh, they're getting attacked, and everything else. And going, yeah, sure, George Floyd, that was wrong. Them four policemen ought to be punished to the full extent of the law. Gotcha. And they did it last night, and there's there's some uh, black gentlemen on Sean Hannity and them, and them programs there for Trump. And they, they did a, they had a poll, <laughs> or not a poll, but uh, a list of, in 2019, there was 20 white men shot and killed by white policemen. Some of them were charged with whatever, and others weren't. Then there was only 10 black people shot last year and killed. So they said if you go by that, there's more whites shot. And a lot of these instances were like people, they were running from the law or they were armed. Now. And, and I see a big difference. I'll bet anybody any kind of money. You turn your station to CNN or MSNBC, some of them dumb stations, they don't cover half of what uh, Fox does. And yeah, I can see why people hate Trump if you sat and watch those stations all the time. I watch Fox News. I love President Trump, and I will be voting for him again. All right, we got you. We got to move on to another caller. But Thanks, thank Ernie. You so Appreciate much your call. Call again. Yep, yep. Thank you. Bye. Yep. Thanks for dialing. Uh, read that email, and then we got Lance Says, on the phone. Says on the mark will never be a serious force for good as long as Mark thinks he is funny. Whenever Joe, Ben, or any caller backs him into a corner, he gets all too cute by half and fails to appreciate, even though that is his favorite word, the import of any thrust that calls him out. I dare him to make a cute joke about even this comment. Oh, yeah, I remember my first beer, sure. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the only one I can think of. Uh, Thank well, you. All right, yeah, noted. That was Appreciate cute. the uh, critique. Thank you so much. we got a call coming in. we got uh, Lance waiting. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Hey there, guys. Good morning. Well, you know, when uh, a citizen is stopped by a uh, law enforcement professional, uh, don't you think that we ourselves should adapt a protocol to make their job just a little better? I mean, with the old hands up on the steering wheel and making sure that, uh, well, that you're not in a position to either grab a weapon or anything like that. Right, that's a wise choice. And people who carry uh, a weapon all the time do that. You know, they have sort of a systematic thing where when they hand you the license, they hand you your carry permit. But as the officer approaches, if it's nighttime, the dome light is on so he can see both your hands on the steering wheel. So yeah. you, 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 do, you do that to make it easier on the officer. That's exactly right. And I, I think it really ought to be a law that everybody does that. Mm. 
Okay. And uh, not only that, that uh, when you are, you know, whatever apprehended, every one of those folks that died would be alive today if they would not have resisted. And then, if you don't resist and they treat you like that, why, you ought to be moving into the mayor's house till it all settles down. Well, apparently uh, there there was uh, the fellow who was with uh, Mr. Floyd in the police car said he did not resist. Well, what was in the world was he doing when they said, get it back in the car, get back in the car? I don't know. I'm just telling you what I heard this morning. Do those they, officers have body cams? I mean, that'll that'll be part of the that would That would be a good point. If Do they, they have did, body cams? I don't know. I haven't heard. I, I heard the word mentioned earlier, but not definitively as to whether they did or not. Yeah, I, I think but, that's an important point, Lance. That would certainly help. I, I think a little bit of compliance goes a long way. Joe preaches this all the time, that you know people who don't resist the police don't run yeah. into trouble. Oh, and I think really we ought to have a law that the police do have body cams to protect both sides. Yeah, some. I mean, but they don't. They're they're not in widespread use. The Pennsylvania Game Commission conservation officers, or game wardens, as they call them now, they wear them. That was my next point. <laughs> oh, okay. See, I'm ahead <laughs> yeah. of you. And I mean, if we're able to do that, you know, to our game protectors, why we certainly ought to be able to do that to our state police. That's because you and I have seen game wardens in the past six months. Joe hasn't seen a game warden in 20 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, right. It took a while to wait, weed out the uh, dingbats that were the deputy game wardens, but I believe they're mostly gone now. Okay, good. Yeah, I know the one up in Union County is gone. Um, let's see. You're well? You're hanging in there okay? Yeah. Best you oh, can? Yeah. Okay. It's really uh, wonderful right here in our area. We have folks that if you need anything at all, you call them, and they will provide it for you. I mean, with your credit card, of course. But, I mean, it'll <laughs> magically appear on your front porch. Good for you. And, okay. All right. Well, Thanks, thank you. Lance. Keep in touch. We think about you all the time. So thank you, Lance. Take care. Thanks for joining us okay. today. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, Mike's going to be the last caller before a break. Is that something for right before the call? Uh, Dick says, Colin Kaepernick was asked by a U.S. Army Iraq war vet to kneel rather than sit during the anthem. It didn't bother someone that fought for this country. I hadn't heard that story before. Do you? I don't think he ever did sit. He kneels, right? He don't want well, to take a knee. Well, apparently he must have been, according to this, you would assume, oh, he, he was thinking of sitting. He was thinking of sitting and then decided Sat on the to. bench. Yeah, I think that is how he started. That's an interesting add-on. Thank you. Uh, Michael, your last caller before a quickie break. You're on the mark. Yeah, hey, uh, interestingly, in 1978, I was working in Florida. And uh, at the facility I was at, uh, a black gentleman, it was the only one at the, at the plant that I was working at, invited me over to dinner, and, uh, and I accepted. And as soon as word got around, I was quickly told by people that I liked, people you know, that I worked with closely, they said, you know, if, if you do that, Mike, if things are going to change around here for you. You're going to be treated differently. In, in fact, you know, you're be kind of blackballed, okay? And that was in 1978. And in the, in the town I lived in, there was a restaurant there at the center of town, and they had a white entrance and a black entrance. So 1978 is not that long ago. So if, if those things existed in the South, and even some places probably in the North, it's not going to go away overnight, okay? It's not going to go away in one generation, two generations. The things are going to last a long time. You can't legislate uh, racial love between, one, between people. It's, it, it has to change over time. And I think what we saw on TV 
kind of kind of hurts that process. So that, that's what I want to say about that. But the main reason I called was about uh, Drew Brees. I think that Drew Brees, he 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 spoke out at a you know in my mind uh, inopportune time to to bring up the, the kneeling in the flag. But Drew Brees is entitled to his opinion. But the reason there's such a, bl- a backlash against this is because he basically has committed a sin. One of the orthodoxies that's going around, especially on college campuses, what's being taught today, that America is not systemically racist, but America is a systemically bad country. Our, our capitalist and capitalistic system is bad. Our racial relations is bad. Uh, free markets are bad. There's just so much. Kids are being taught there's so much bad about America. They're not taught we need to improve. We're taught that we're bad. And I think that's what... Uh, Drew Brees violated that idea that America's bad. All right. Interesting point. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks, Thanks for Mike. calling in. Appreciate your You're call. Right. 1-800-795-9565. We've got four open lines. We'd love to hear from you. We've got emails and texts to read when we return. Call us now. 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. Go in a circle clockwise, Joe. Okay. Uh, The FOP is very strong to protect officers that should be fired. A study by the Chicago Police Department showed that officers that later were arrested or fired had a series of minor infractions that later turned into major infractions. Police officers need sympathy and empathy. They need to have thick skin. They need to remember, too, who pays them, the taxpayer. That's how I felt as a retired big city police officer, signed Carroll. And then a texter says, hey, thanks for the humor. Those demands were pretty funny. <laughs> From the mayors. <laughs> right. No, right. to the mayors that were sent to us. And then MB says, you said exactly what I was going to email you about. Where are the body cam videos, and where is the video from inside the car? Most police cars have forward and rear-facing dash cams. I don't think it would exonerate the police. No, and I think what's happened and why you see the charges changing is they've had more time to investigate and more time to examine all the various videos that would exist of this, even though we haven't seen these videos. And I think that's led to charges that they think would stick. The last thing they want to do is have an acquittal in one of these cases, because that always leads yeah, to doesn't go well. <laughs> more second-guessing. So, hey, i got to tell you about something very important here. Oh, I am waiting to hear. I bet it's Sunbury Motors. It is! All right, I visit, knew it. Visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. Select your perfect
electric vehicle and purchase it online right from your home. And that'll be an opportunity for you to do a couple of things. So first of all, you're going to save money. That much is clear. You're going to get a contact-free opportunity you know, for you to uh, be served by them, and meaning that you won't have any human contact with them necessarily, but you can if you want to. Uh, they're wearing masks. they got social distancing. they got sanitized to cars. If the one thing they know how to do is to get a, a car cleaned up and uh, ready to go. So this is the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com, Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln, plus uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of perfect pre-owned vehicles that are ready to go. My Ford Ranger Raptors uh, down there, although I saw the other new Raptor, the full-size Raptor. I'm thinking, holy smokes, I might have to switch. Uh, but uh, although it does only get 18 miles to the gallon, I'm going to fail in my uh, getting the most economical vehicle that uh, does what I need it to do. But do what I've done. Let's go to sunburymotors.com and make sure that uh, you save yourself some money and enjoy your next vehicle. Dan, you are, uh, we're not going to have any time for another caller. So, Chris, I see you standing by. You did use your minute, and uh, Dan is next with his three minutes of fame. So, Chris, we're going to put you up first on the top of the list tomorrow. But uh, thanks for trying to get through. Uh, Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in today. Hey, good morning. Why the one caller said Trump's the cause of the problem of division <laughs> it's just the opposite. Trump wanted to bring people together, but even when he was nominated as the runner for the Republican Party, they turned on him. What I call the establishment turned on Trump, and they've been trying to divide this country ever since, and they're very successful at it. Unfortunately, no matter what happens, it's Trump's fault. The, the coronavirus was Trump's fault. Now that we forgot about that, now Trump's the biggest racist there ever was. And you notice in them, all them protests, people aren't socially distancing. They aren't wearing masks, a lot of them, and nobody's crying about it, saying, we're all going to die, we're all going to die. You notice that. So, it's not, it's not the Trump voters, we're the silent majority that raised our heads up and said, we love the capitalist system. We want to be free. We want to treat everybody equal and Trump treats everybody equal. Yeah, he He's insults everybody. He insults everybody and calls everybody names. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. You know, Trump may be racist. I'm not sure that we can offer proof. We certainly discussed it on this show. But there are opportunities when a president can offer leadership that brings the country together. And Trump says, no, that's not what I'm here for. My job is to make sure that people that are causing unrest are suppressed and are held back by a mightier force, which would be the U.S. military. So that's the Trump difference. Trump was talking about the radicals that uh, influence. He's not talking about the people that are generally protesting the death of no. George. I don't, see, I don't see how he would benefit from dividing the country. It no, was, uh, I don't see a benefit to any president to do that. All right. Thank it's you so much, George Dan. we got to go. Nope, we got to go. we got to go. I'm sorry about this. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.